What's up, everyone from all around the world, including Canada, USA, Long Island, plus the five boroughs of Brooklyn, Bronx, Manhattan, Staten Island, and Queens. I'm here to guide and help you about Anchor. Anchor is a free hosting site and phone app, which is owned by Spotify. It's the easiest, awesome way to make a podcast. Why are you wasting your money paying for a hosting site to promote your podcast with limited storages? Forget about it. Let me break it down to you. There's creation tools that allow you to record, edit, monetize, add music, intros, music outros, especially distribute your podcast to streaming platforms, uploading episodes with limited storages of your podcast right from your phones, computers, laptops, and tablets. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Plus, you get paid some money in your pocket from sponsorships. Excellent. These are the keys you need to make a podcast, including the listeners supporting your show. That way, you can listen to the episodes of my show, Off the Meat Rack Chain's New York podcast, the unfiltered comedy entertainment show about the stories mixed with entertainment news, music, real life segments, and much more. Now. Where can you find, follow, and listen to the show, you ask? You can follow the podcast on Facebook and Instagram, all in one word, off the Meat Rat Chains New York podcast. Alongside with my other show, Meticulous Vibe Juice podcast, and my primary handle, G Money Stacks 555 in Queens, New York. Now, the streaming platforms goes like this. We are on Anchor. Audio Burst, Breaker, Podorama, Listen Notes, Spotify, Stitcher, Deezer, Podchaser, Pocket Cast, Podcast Addict, Player FM, TuneIn, Reason FM. We are on Podfriend, Podorama, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. If you have a dream of creating and becoming a podcaster like myself and individual friends that is co-hosting with me, go download the free Anchor app or you can check out anchor.fm to get started. Take advantage of the opportunity that's thrown in your face. If I could do it and reach success, so can you. I'm G Money Stacks. Thank you for listening. Let's go.
Hey, good evening, USA, Canada, worldwide, Long Island, the five spots of Brooklyn, Bronx, Manhattan, Staten Island, Queens. I'm your man, G Money Stacks, aka the Greginator, YouTuber, creator, host with the most, the unstoppable independent podcaster and rookie podcaster of Queens, New York. And you're rocking with, once again, with the 161st episode of off the meat rack change new york podcast 161 folks <laughs> we made it man um live and direct from Streamyard, youtube and alongside of myself is the instagram live feed of the podcast show page on instagram make sure you turn on the notifications for more updates and of course when when the episodes are going to be dropping and and the episodes will be dropping Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, all right? So um, so it's the same schedule. So there you go right there. And if you're new to the channel and you missed any previous episodes whatsoever, don't worry. All you need to do is hit that play button on the YouTube channel page, G Money Stacks 555, with all the New York podcast episodes already posted. Grab that subscribe button, tap that noni noni bell, so you can be reminded when the show and time is going to be on the air. And of course, leave a like and a comment. And of course, um, I will go over the audio streaming platforms on the go at the end of the show. Now, let's get into a little thing that I like to call mental health check-in as always i like to use mental health check-in as a warm-up it's just to it's just to tell um you folks out there how i'm feeling mentally physically and spiritually as as well as yourselves out there um now how i'm feeling mentally physically and spiritually you ask i'm actually Overall, I'm actually doing all right so far. I'm actually, I'm actually excited <laughs> because because we made it to 161 episodes so far, man. It's just, it's just, it's it's like where did the time go? <laughs> it's like this year is about to be like the second anniversary of this New York podcast right here, and I'm like, man, and. And you know, um, and you know what though, man, I'm just gonna, I'm just going to continue creating content for you folks out there. And and you know, I had an epiphany yesterday from what um certain individuals are saying though, um, online and stuff. So I figured I'd just you know try to pass it on to you folks out there who are you know, who are basically um interested in whatever career field you get into you know don't try too hard to to like you know be a ple a people pleaser i had to learn that the hard way and sometimes being a people pleaser as far as your, your views your um your listens and stuff like that that's all that is all that is cool but um you want to be, you know, recognized for all the um, all the hard work you actually did creating content 
on a weekly basis. And yes, sometimes I take breaks too. And it's okay to take breaks, but but not too long so you don't go cold turkey and and you know you want to actually continue, you know, creating content for you know relevance, you know what I'm saying? And that's exactly what I'm gonna do. So there you go, right there. A little quick rundown of how I'm doing mentally, physically, and spiritually. I hope you folks out there are doing all right on your work week and stuff. Um, and of course, I'm pretty sure everybody's excited about the uh, 4th of July weekend. Of course, um, I got y'all um, with the places for you Californians and the New Yorkers out there because I couldn't get to the rest of the places yesterday because how late it was. So I'm going to do I'm going to continue the rest of it um, today. So there you go right there. So, um, so yeah, there you go right there. Um, all right. So now that I got that out the way, let's get into a little thing that I like to call um, the New York Mass Transit Files. And, and we have a slashing in the C train today. So um, hold on. Let me cue up the, the sound effect real quick. All right. All right, here we go. Let's get this show cracking. All right. All right, what we have here it what we have here today is um of course, obviously it's, it's not just one incident, but two incidents that happened. So two incidents occurred in the neighborhood on Sunday night according to the NYPD. A hardware store on 90th Street and Amsterdam Avenue, which is where Aquarius True Value Hardware is located, um, was burglarized around 10.15 p.m., police said. The the suspect burglar was apprehended and and an arrest was mailed. A man traveling on a northbound C train was slashed while the, the train at 81st Street and Central Park West Station. He is expected to survive. The suspect a male teenager in a black hoodie fled. Hmm. What is wrong with people, man? What's wrong with people? The incident at Aquarius Hardware was um, recategorized as a break-in, according to police. A 41-year-old man from Queens broke the store's window but was observed by a witness walking his dog who called 911. The perp was arrested, charged with criminal mischief, and given a desk appearance ticket. He was released at 3.10 a.m. You got to do better than that, man. You got to do better than that, man. Seriously, you got an idiot who broke into your store and you release him at 3.10 in the morning, really? He committed a fucking crime, man. Are you fucking kidding me? That right there is, is is just nuts right there. Um, the incident on the subway was um unprovoked. No words were exchanged. A police spokesperson spokesman said the alleged attacker came from behind and hit a 22-year-old man in the back with an unidentified object. 
causing a minor laceration. The victim was treated by EMS. The suspect was described as a teen with a dark complexion, wearing a black hoodie and black pants. And of course, around 11.05 um, a.m. in the morning, police now report that the, the two men on the C train had a verbal altercation before the suspect took out a small knife and slashed the victim's back. The incident took place at 11.24 p.m. The suspect fled on foot from the 81st Street and Central Park West Station. Um, oh my gosh. This is crazy, man. This is crazy, man. This is some crazy-ass shit, man. We're not voting no fucking Republican, man. Get out of here with that bullshit, man. We're not voting no fucking Republican, man. Get the fuck out of here. Anyways, man. All right, some more transit stuff to talk about here is... um. Anyway, so Long Island Railroad commuters will get a big boost in train service once the MTA opens a new long-awaited terminal below Grand Central at the end of the year. According to new schedules, the, the transit agency released Thursday, June 2nd. The draft timetables by Metropolitan Transportation Authority are slated to come into effect once the new station recently renamed from east side access to grand central madison by governor kathy hoko opens for service in december um give me a second here yeah yeah um the the proposed schedule show a detailed breakdown of planned changes for the LIRR, um, which officials said will be largest growth in service in the 188-year-old railroad's history. Um, in quote, it's no, it is no exaggeration to say that there is no railroad or public transportation system in America that is getting um, bigger service increases um, than the LIRR will be getting in a few. Hold on a second. Hold on. A few. I don't know what happened here. A few. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A few. Wait a minute here. Wait a minute here. Um, yeah, a few months, a few short months. Um, said Catherine uh, Rinaldi, interim president of the LIRR and president of Metro North Railroad, in a statement June 2nd. The MTA plans to increase weekday service by 41%, adding 274 trains to a total of. 9.39 daily, Monday through Friday. Morning rush service from Long Island to Manhattan will grow by 58% to 120 trains from current 76. 
and the new peak will go up by 62% from 98 to 158. Um, Penn Station will lose 10 trains in the morning, but get three more in the afternoon. Frequency between Jamaica, Queens, and Manhattan is increasing to levels of service comparable to some subway lines with trains running every 12 minutes during the morning peak and every 20 minutes during off-peak hours. Overall, Brooklyn LAWR service, which makes up most of that section, will go up 28%. The MTA's $5 flat fare tickets on its two commuter railroads for trips within city limits. The city ticket for both systems during off-peak hours and the Atlantic ticket for the LAWR in Brooklyn and Queens at all times have soared in popularity amid a recent agency push for expanded discounts on public transit. The reverse commute will also get more trips with the LAWR adding 53 trains during rush hours heading out of the city and on to long island a 65 percent bump the new 11.13 billion dollar train hall underneath grand central um, terminal will have eight new tracks which along with added capacity the mta is building out on long island allowed for the agency to lift the cap on train service, Rinaldi said. Constraints that have long put a ceiling on how much service the LAWR can operate are falling away as we bring online to long-awaited um, mega projects. The opening of LAWR service to Grand Central Madison and LAWR main, um, main line third track, she said. The project deep below Manhattan's east side took more than two decades to complete, and officials said it will have it was shaved, excuse me, about 40 minutes off commutes round trip between um Long Island and the Big Apple. Um of course you of course the LAWR hold three virtual information sessions. Of course, it really started June 23rd, of course, followed by a virtual public feedback session on July 13th. For more information, visit the project's website at new.mta.info new slash Grand Central Madison. Uh, there you go right there. Um, now, up next is, um, of course, Mayor Adams. <clears throat> um, Mayor Eric Adams and transit officials announced a slate of improvements for the city city's buses on June 16th following a closed-door session with leaders from the Metropolitan Transportation Authority and the Department of Transportation. After the Mayor Adams administration met with um, Hachos from the MTA at City Hall for his first so-called Transit Improvement Summit Thursday afternoon, his owner um, reviewed the city and state's next upgrades for the Big Apple's nearly $1.5 million no, 1.5 million daily bus riders. Um, together with the MTA, we are delivering the efficient, reliable bus network and transit system all New Yorkers and visitors to our great city deserve. And we will 
work closely with communities every step of the way to take these much needed both steps together, Adam said in a statement. Um, the mayor confirmed the city will add 150 miles of new bus lanes and busways to the city's streets over the next four years, as the city is required to do by law under the New York City Streets Plan mandated by the City Council in 2019. The first 20 miles of red paint um, rolling out this year will serve a total daily uh, ridership of about 327,000 strap hangers and include the following stretches of road. Um, Fordham Road and 207th Street between 10th Avenue and White Plains Road in Manhattan and the Bronx 3.0 miles. Gun Hill Road between um, Bainbridge Avenue and Bartow Avenue in the Bronx, 3.8 miles. University Avenue between Kingsbridge Road and Washington Bridge in the Bronx, 3.4 miles. Um, um, Westchester Avenue at Pelham Bay Park Station in the Bronx, 0.1 miles. First Avenue between 61st Avenue, no, excuse me, 61st Street and 69th Street in Manhattan, 0.9 miles. Avenues A and D, various segments in Manhattan, 1.0 miles. 21st Street between the RFK Bridge and the Queensboro Bridge in Queens, 3.4 miles. Northern Boulevard between Broadway and 114th Street in Queens, 5.4 miles. The city will also make the busway permanent on Main Street in Flushing, Queens, which former Mayor Bill de Blasio launched in January 2021 and has since increased bus speeds for 155,000 daily commuters by up to 50%, according to the mayor's office. The city and the MTA will immediately start planning for the next round of five bus priority projects at the following um, thoroughfares, though it is not clear if these will be bus lanes or busways, the latter of which are more restrictive to car traffic. Um, of course, Tremont Avenue in the Bronx, Flatbush Avenue in Brooklyn, Livingston Street in Brooklyn, Northern Broadway in Manhattan, and Second Avenue in Manhattan. New Yorkers deserve a world-class transit system, and both the MTA and city leadership are committed to working together to bring real tangible improvements for our riders, said MTA chairperson and CEO General Lever in a statement. This is a new era of city MTA collaboration that will speed up buses, make the subway safer and more reliable, and prioritize equity and accessibility in mass transit. Remains to be seen. The city has jurisdiction over the city, excuse me, over the streets while the state controlled MTA runs the buses. Um, subways, the two suburban commuter railroads, the Metro North and Long Island Railroad, and seven bridges and two tunnels in the five boroughs. The MTA plans to finally release its borough-wide redesign of the Brooklyn bus network by the end of the year to modernize the ancient routes that in some cases date back to the days of trolleys. The agency's overall overhaul of the Bronx bus routes take takes effect on June 26, already passed already, 
and transit officials uh, unveil a new draft plan for Queens in March. Um, MTA committed to spending $200 million to expand subway countdown clocks, improve public announcement systems, and add LCD signage to 71 subway stations covering the following areas. And the following areas include Tremont and Kingsbridge in the Bronx, Sunset Park, Brighton Beach, and East New York in Brooklyn, Midtown and Lower Manhattan, Jamaica, and the Rockaways in Queens. To catch um, scofflaw drivers blocking bus, bus lanes, DOT will install 50 more stationary cameras on the streets while the, the, the MTA plans to double its onboard enforcement cameras from 123 buses to 300 by the end of the year, covering 16 routes. The transportation department plans to give buses signal priority at 750 intersections next year. MTA and DOT pledge to prioritize bike, pedestrian, and micromobility access to transit by adding bicycle parking and micromobility share systems near um, subway stations and major bus stops. The city and state partnership will also focus on improvements to accessibility, stormwater res resiliency, better connecting development, planning to infrastructure, and collaborating on fair initiatives, such as the low-income 50% discount fare fares for subways and buses, and flat fare, flat fare trips for Metro North and the LIRR like city ticket and the larger proposed freedom ticket. And uh, let's see, let's see what these people had to say here. Um, so, 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 um, this person says, please create a 24 7 freedom ticket for LAWR and mention off already. It's ridiculous that some parts of the city are treated as as if we're a different municipality. Wow. All right, so we need reasonably priced trains that run frequently if we ever plan to get New Yorkers out of their cars. That's not going to be easy, man, I tell you that much. And um, another person says there's one more transportation mode that is owned by Metropolitan Transportation Authority that is forgotten in the first paragraph, which is Staten Island Railway. Okay. Um, let's see. Let me see. Let me see. Um, let me see here. Um, let me see what else. What else can we talk about here, man? Um, I think that's it for transit news. Um, that's it for transit news and stuff. Um, yeah. All right, let's get to chatting on the jazz right here, man. All right. Um. So, um, let's see. So, because, let me see, let me see, let me see. I don't know what happens here. 
Hold on a minute here, folks. Okay. Um, okay. All right. Um, we got some terrible, terrible, terrible stories to talk about here. Um, let's see. And, um, but first I want to actually, um, I want to actually, uh, I want to get into, um, some things. I wanted to get into some things that, that kind of makes us vulnerable. So the, ep- the title of the episode is vulnerabilities and, and I want to actually, you know, get a better understanding of what makes us vulnerable. Um, you know what I'm saying? And um, yeah, here we go. So wait a minute here. Um okay. So let me um I don't know what happened here. Okay. Complexity, the concept originated from the social sciences in response to the pure hazard oriented perception of disaster risk blah blah anyway um let me just get to um i want to get to the uh thing technocratic or behavioral paradigm the first approaches to risk were the ones that assimilated it to hazard focused mainly on it carried out especially by professionals of the natural sciences um according to uh blakey el um 1994 until the emergence of the idea of vulnerability to explain disasters there was a range of prevailing views none of which really dealt with the issue of how society creates the conditions in which people face hazards differently the first approach was unapologetically naturalist in which all blame was apportioned to the violent forces of nature governments and individuals rely on upon physical protection against the hazards physical vulnerability or structural paradigm the concept of the concept of vulnerability entered the risk scene protection was defined not only according to the physical protection system built but also according to the people's behavior this inclusion of people's behavior led to the design and use of early warnings, um, systems, and educational um, programs about hazards and how to protect against them. This paradigm lasted for a couple of decades and was used, even used rather, during the Yokohama strategy and plan of action for a safer world where all the efforts were aimed toward increasing our scientific knowledge about the causes of con- and consequences of um, natural hazards and facilitate its wider um, application to reducing vulnerability of disaster-prone communities. This perspective included overall development, attacking root causes and capacity building. Capacity paradigm. Um, a new understanding of the complex interaction between nature and society has emerged and as 
such a new complex approach to understanding risk has to be um un undertaken hold on one second hold on 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 a minute Multuzik, shouts to you for joining the live stream um yeah um yes where was that okay so um all right a new complex paradigm a new understanding of the complex interaction between nature and society has emerged and as such a new complex approach to understanding risk has to be undertaken vulnerability is not only about groups groups or individuals but it is also embedded in complex and social relations and processes okay definitions of vulnerability multiple definitions and different conceptual frameworks of vulnerability exist because several distinct groups have different views of vulnerability academic staff from different disciplines disaster management agencies development um corporations climate change organizations etc an overview is given on the website of the prevention um consortium and in the book of vulnerability edited by berkman um several definitions are given below okay um let's see the intrinsic and dynamic feature of an element at risk that determines that determines the expected damage harm resulting from a given hazardous event and is often even affected by the harmful event itself vulnerability changes continuously over time and is driven by physical social economic and environmental factors the potential to suffer harm or loss related to the capacity to anticipate a hazard cope with it resist it and recover from its impact both vulnerability and antithesis resilience are determined by physical environmental social economic political cultural and institutional factors um Vulnerability is related to the characteristics and circumstances of a community or system. These characteristics and circumstances make community or system susceptible to hazard and cause loss. There are many aspects of vulnerability arising from various physical, social, economic, and environmental factors. Examples may include poor design and construction of buildings, inadequate protection of assets, lack of public information and awareness, limited official recognition of um, risk and preparedness measures, and disregard for wise environmental management. Okay, so, um, okay. Vulnerability equals exposure plus resistance plus resilience with exposure at risk property and population resistance measures taken to prevent, avoid, or reduce resilience um, loss. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Reduce loss, excuse me. Um, resilience ability to recover prior state or achieve desired post-disaster state. Coping capacity 
capacity, the ability of people, organizations, and systems using available skills and resources to face and manage adverse conditions, emergencies, or disasters. The capacity to cope requires continuing awareness, resources, and good management, both in normal times as well as during crisis or adverse conditions. Coping capacities contribute to the reduction of disaster risk. Resilience is the ability of resistance, absorption, adaptation, and recovery of a system from the effects of hazard, including preserving and restoring the basic structures and functions. This depends on the necessary resources and organizing capability for the community before and after a disruptive um, event. Building disaster resilience can help community to be better prepared to the disasters and recovery fast after the disasters. What is common from the definitions is that vulnerability is multidimensional. Okay, so of course, obviously, physical, social, economic, um, environmental, institutional, and human factors define vulnerability. Of course, dynamic, um, Dynamic vulnerability changes over time. Scale-dependent vulnerability can be expressed at different scales from human to household to um, community to country resolution. Site-specific, each location might need its own approach. And resilience is related to different phases before and after a disruptive um, event, including the preparation before disasters. impact of disasters and recovery after disasters and long-term impact of disasters. One of the relationships between vulnerability and resilience will be discussed below in paragraph framework of vulnerability. Of course, the different types of vulnerability, of course, you can, um, the table types, excuse me, the different types of vulnerability. In the table below, four types, four different types of vulnerability have been identified human social physical economic and environmental and their associated direct and indirect losses the table gives examples of types of losses the ones indicated in red are are those that are most frequently evaluated okay so we go to um human and social so it includes fatalities injuries loss of income or employment homelessness um indirect losses diseases permanent disability physical impact loss of a social cohesion due to disruption of community political unrest physical um includes structural damage or collapse to buildings non-structural damage and damage to contents structural damage um, infrastructure um, progressive um deterioration of damaged buildings and infrastructure which are not repaired economic includes interruption of business due to damage to buildings and infrastructure loss of productive workforce um through fatalities um, injuries and relief efforts capital cost of response and relief um economic um losses due to short term disruption of activities 
Um, yes. Yeah, activities. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, activities, yeah. Um, long-term economic losses, insurance losses, weakening the insurance market, less investments, capital cost of repairs, um, reduction to tourism, cultural, environmental, um, SETI, um, sediment, sedimentation, pollution, endangered species, um, destruction of ecological zones, um, destruction of cultural heritage, loss of biodiversity, loss of cultural diversity. Not sure what biodiversity is, but I'll look that up in the, in the, in the um, this side. Um, let's see. Yes. So according to different types of losses, the vulnerability can be defined as physical vulnerability, economic um, vulnerability, social vulnerability, and environmental vulnerability. Physical physical vulnerability, um, meaning the potential for physical impact on the physical environment, which can be expressed as elements at risk. The degree of loss to a given um, ear or set of ear resulting from the occurrence of a natural phenomenon of a given magnitude and expressed on a scale from from um, from zero to one. Economic vulnerability, the potential impacts of hazard hazards on economic assets and processes. Um, of course, um, businesses interruption, secondary effects such as increased poverty and job loss. Vulnerability, um, different economic sectors. Social vulnerability, the potential impacts of events on groups such as the poor, single parent, households, pregnant, or lactating women, the handicapped, children, and the elderly. Consider public awareness of risk, ability of groups to self-cope with catastrophes and the status of institutional structures designed to help them cope. Um, environmental vulnerability, the potential impacts of events on the environment. Um, and uh, flora, uh, fauna, ecosystems and biodiversity I'll, I'll get i'll look that up in a second in a second before i get to the terrible stuff um conceptual frame well conceptual framework of vulnerability of course um yes here we go um let me see let me see i'm not you know what i'm not gonna really read all this wait a second man so let me see. Let me see. Okay, so. Okay, so let me just um read this actually. So this is crazy. This is interesting actually. Um. Um. All right, Pelling model in the framework of for vulnerability proposed by Pelling, two thousand three. Human vulnerability is defined by exposure, resistance, and Resilience. Exposure is related to the location of characteristics of the hazard. Resistance is related to the um, economical, um, psychological, and physical health, as well as the capacity of individuals or communities to withstand the impact of the event and is related 
with um, livelihoods. Resilience is defined as the ability to cope with or adapt to the hazard stress through preparedness and spontaneous adaptations once the event is manifested itself. So, wait a minute, man. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Okay. So, this is, uh, oh my goodness. Okay. So, all right, I'm going to actually look at this chart here. So, the first chart says, um, human ecology perspective, entitlement theory, um, the external side of vulnerability, which is exposure, political, economic, economy approaches the double structure of vulnerability crisis and conflict theory um, action theory approaches coping the internal side of vulnerability and models of access to access um okay um let's see another chart um environmental risk or disaster event Human vulnerability. You have um, natural hazard, um, exposure, resistance, um, resilience, magnitude, frequency, location, characteristics, livelihood, health, adjustments, and preparation. So figure four presents a framework for vulnerability assessments, assessment that was developed under the U EU FP7 MOVE project. The MOVE generic concept of vulnerability includes different components and is set within a holistic framework of risk assessment, governance, and management. The MOVE conceptual um, framework presented in addresses vulnerability, vulnerability and risk to natural hazards from a holistic and multi-dimensional point of view. The framework illustrates two concepts. Um, one, risk is the result of the exposure of society to hazards in time and space and of the vulnerability of the society. And two, risk management and adaptation aim to modify the initial vulnerability conditions or hazards. Hazard um, propagation will expose a particular area in its society. Vulnerability is a combined result of exposure, susceptibility, fragility, and resilience capacity, capacity to anticipate, cope, and recover identification and awareness of hazards vulnerability and risk are essential steps to establish effective management of risk caused by um geological hydro meteorological um and anthro anthropogenic um or technological hazards susceptibility um, and fragility are vulnerability conditions that reflect the predeposition, which includes weaknesses and lack of strength that can be expressed in physical, social, environmental, or economic terms. The lack of resilience is another important vulnerability factor that reflects the 
capacity level of a society to anticipate to intervene um, proactively on the risk conditions to adapt, to be prepared to face future hazardous events, as well as to cope and recover effectively and such events occur. A lack of these capacities increase the vulnerability of the society. Expressing vulnerability. Vulnerability can be expressed or presented in various ways. Vulnerability indices are based on indicators of vulnerability and are mostly used for holistic vulnerability capacity and resilience assessment vulnerability tables show um the relation between hazard intensity and degree of damage in the form of a table vulnerability curves display the relation between hazard intensity and degree of of damage for a group of elements at risk um ranging from zero to one Different types of elements at risk will show different levels of damage given the same intensity of hazard. Vulnerability curves can be uh, relative curves um, um, showing the percentage of property value damage or absolute show the absolute amount of damage. Fragility curves um, provide the probability for a particular group of element at risk to be in or exceeding a certain damaged state um, under a given hazard intensity. A damage probability matrix indicates the probability that a given structural typology will be in a given damage state for a given intensity. And uh, measuring physical vulnerability Um, Measuring physical vulnerability is a complicated process and can be done using either an empirical or an analytical methods. Empirical methods are either um, based on damage data from history historical hazard events or on expert opinion for events that are relatively frequent and widespread it is possible to collect information on the degree of physical damage to buildings or infrastructure after the event has occurred this method is particularly suited for flooding and for earthquakes which normally affect many buildings that are of the same type and allow generating on large enough samples in order to make a correlation between the hazard intensity and the degree of damage the result is either a damage probability matrix or a vulnerability curve in many situations expert um, opinion will be the most feasible option for obtaining vulnerability information either because there's no prior um no prior, um, yeah, no prior damage information, not enough funding to apply analytical um, methods or because building classifications used elsewhere to um, do not reflect the local building stock. This method 
involves the 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 consultation of a group of experts on vulnerability to give their opinion um on the percentage damage they expect for the different structural types with different intensities of hazard um analytical um methods study the behavior of buildings and structures based on engineering design criteria analyzing uh, seismic load and derive the likelihood of failure using um physical modeling tests as well as computer simulation techniques in the analytical um, methods, the information on the intensity of the hazards should be more detailed. For instance, in the case of flood, the different flood um, parameters, um, duration, velocity, impact, pressure, etc., are um, directly controlled during um, laboratory experiments and their effects on the structures are quantified. This type of approaches are resource demanding cost time and money but allow for a better understanding of the relation between flood intensity and degree of damage for an exposed structure with definite characteristics moreover due to data resource requirement they can be they can only be used for assessment of individual um, structures um for example of course obviously flood um hold on a second um empirical methods are either based on damage data from historical um events hazard events to be exact or on expert opinion figure six illustrates the use of damage sur surveys for the generation of vulnerability curves the green dots shows the damage surveyed after a flood event for a particular building type the range of damage results for the same intensity depends on the definition of the type the building types if the building types are very um similar also the degree of damage that will be observed is more similar than for buildings that have a large variation within the group the damage can be assessed with remote sensing data for example video images oblique photographs and high resolution satellite imagery um and you got the uh analytical methods um analytical methods um study the behavior of buildings and structures based on engineering design criteria analyzing seismic load and derive the likelihood of failure using physical modeling tests as well as the computer simulation techniques um and the analytical methods and the information on intensity of the hazards should be more detailed for instance in the case of flooding vulnerability analysis of buildings it is more it is important to have different flood parameters duration velocity impact pressure etc and the numeral models and computer simulation techniques are used to estimate the reliability of a structure and calculate its probability of failure the figure in indicates the velocity depth function in the hazard hazards on um, flood model in which if 
the building collapse is assumed a threshold is set for collapse corresponding to 100 damage and the um in foundation level is only considered if the velocity value is below the threshold yeah let me you know what all right so all right let me just go to measuring physical um vulnerability for population population vulnerability can be subdivided into direct physical population vulnerability injury casualties and homelessness and indirect social vulnerability and capacity physical population um vulnerability is mostly carried out after a building vulnerability study by analyzing the effect of the building damage on the population um inside using different injury severity classes of course um yeah for land sides um population vulnerability have been measured based on expert opinion table three presents results on population vulnerability for the hong kong area for landslides which are based on an extensive data base of slope failures and associated injuries and casualties all right um all right um I am going to go to um the 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 I'm gonna go to the terrible news actually man and and you know speaking of vulnerabilities man we need to talk about um the Supreme Court man there's some things that people in New York and any other state whatsoever is actually um they feel vulnerable to things okay um hang on a minute hang on a second um hang on a second man here we go now um now listen y'all thought that the roe versus wade was bad well, the Supreme Court made a dumbass decision too. And this includes in re- in regards to the whole overturn of the gun law. Gun reform advocates reached with outrage to the Supreme Court decision overturning a New York state handgun law that placed strict restrictions on carrying concealed firearms outside the home. The decision could could pave the way to allow almost any law embodied American to carry hidden hidden guns in public places, even as levels of gun deaths rise in the U.S. Oh my gosh! Um, the president Joe Biden said he was deeply disappointed. The, this ruling contradicts both common sense and the constitution and should deeply trouble us all by said urging states to pass gun control legislation i call on all americans to, to across the country to make their voices heard on gun safety lives are on the line new york's governor kathy hoker condemned the ruling as reprehensible adding that it could place millions of new yorkers in harm's way In quote, I'm prepared to call. I'm prepared to call the letter. 
the legislature back to deal with this. We are looking at dates, Hoko said. Every every town for gun safety, a nonprofit that advocates for gun control, put out a statement condemning the, the decision. We're we're currently um doing a careful reading of the entire decision in NYSRPA versus Bruin and will give more detailed analysis later today, it said on Twitter. But the fact that the court ruled against New York makes it clear that it chose to put lives at risk and showed indifference to public safety. New York's Attorney General Letitia James also commented on social media, noted that her office was current reviewing the decision and would continue to do everything in our power to protect New Yorkers from gun violence and preserve our state's common sense gun laws. This is one of the things that's, that, that makes us vulnerable, okay? Hold on. Let me say something about this, man. This is one of the things that makes that makes people not only in Texas, not only in Philadelphia, not only in any other states, including New York or whatever, we are vulnerable to the fucking violence. We're fucking vulnerable to the the stabbings, the, the slashings in the subway stations, the, the trains and all the other stuff. And you and, and like I said before, this is why a lot of people are not fucking comfortable taking the train. And you expect people to fucking give up their cars and shit to ride the trains? No, until shit calms down, you better find a better plan because at the same time, man, it doesn't matter what, it doesn't really matter what the gas prices is. You know, people rather deal with gas prices more than, more than dealing with the slashings and the, and the amount of, and the amount of shootings and stabbings and shit, man. Like, come on, man. Like, seriously, seriously. Y'all got to do better, man. For real, for real. Y'all got to do fucking better. Seriously. Seriously. That's a prime example of what makes us vulnerable. It's not just relationships, but it's also what's going on in the environment of where we are. You know what I'm saying? There you go. Right there. And that's the reason why I had to go over the types of vulnerabilities because I wanted to actually um apply that to this story of the Supreme Court in regards to gun safety. So let's continue. All right. Um all right. Um many conservators hold on a minute. Where did I yeah. Yeah, many conservatives praised the decision as a protection of the right to bear arms. Lauren Bolbert, a Republican representative from Colorado, celebrated with the with a tweet. Uh, Scottish just struck down New York's unconstitutional gun law. Glory. Okay, that's that's like the wrong thing to say right there, man. The U.S. House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy, a Republican, also praised the decision, tweeting, while states like New York have tried to restrict your Constitution's Second Amendment right through 
burdensome laws and regulations. Today's Supreme Court ruling rightfully ensures the right of all law-abiding law abiding Americans to defend themselves without unnecessary government interference. The Supreme Court's opinion with the with the country still reeling from several mass shootings. Yeah, last month in an 18-year-old with a legally purchased assault um style rifle allegedly shot and killed 10 people in a racist attack in a, on a supermarket in a majority black neighborhood in Buffalo, New York. Of course, yes. And of course, another incident that happened recently, less than two weeks later, another 18-year-old broke into Rob Elementary School in Uvalde, Texas, and shot and killed 19 children and two adults before um, being killed by law enforcement officers. And of course, um, let's see. This is crazy, man. This is so fucking nuts to me, man. And I, I need to say, I have to say this though, man. This is far. Hold on. This is a fucking nightmare for everybody. This is a fucking nightmare for everybody, man. And it's not just, and it's not just because of the Roe versus Wade. It's also the gun safety shit that's going on right now. It's like. How can you fucking celebrate the idea that, of course, there's the Second Amendment, the right to bear arms or whatever, but at what fucking cost? At what fucking cost? At what fucking cost? People's lives? Are people's lives worth being killed for over the Second Amendment? Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. The idea, the idea that we are living in a corrupted society right now indicates to me that you don't care about nobody. You only care about fucking money. You only care about, you only care about greed and all the other shit. And I feel like, and I feel like until, until things until things um i don't know when things are going to be so-called normal okay none of us have all the answers to these to these incidents none of us do i don't have all the answers none of none of the fucking celebrities have all the answers and shit so you know and yes we're allowed to express um outrage and stuff yes we're allowed to do that but at the same time, like, how do we find solutions to all these incidents, right? How? Of course, you have to reach out to your local people and, and, and all these crazy politicians and stuff like that, though, man. But, you know, I'm not going to stay on this shit for too long, man, because, you know, um, that's just going to make me even more... um more vulnerable and and emotional um unlike this next unlike this next story right here you know what i mean unlike this next story man which has to do with a broad daylight shooting another shooting incident okay 
Shocking new video released Wednesday shows a wild broad daylight shootout on a Brooklyn street. Two groups of four approach each other on Mermaid Avenue near West 21st Street in Coney Island around 5.30 p.m. Sunday, cops said. About five people opened fire during the clash, police said. Video released by the NYPD shows the shooters laying off a flurry of rounds on the sidewalk before retreating down the block. In all, about 30, 36 rounds were fired, caused, causing property damage, only cops said. Um, one of the groups fled into a nearby building while the other group um, fled on fled east on Mermaid Avenue. <laughs> Can't believe it's, the street's called Mermaid Avenue. Oh, my gosh. Oh my gosh, <laughs> you Mermaid Avenue! I can't, I can't believe this shit though, man. <laughs> All right, um, hang on a sec, man. This is fucking crazy. This is crazy, man. So, of course, there were no injuries that were reported. That's that's a good thing. Um, let's see. Uh, let's see. If there's any more terrible, terrible, terrible news to talk about. Um, let's see. Okay, we got another one. We got another terrible story, the serious story you talk about here, man. Um, okay. A person claiming to be a student threatened to, on social media to shoot up an elite high school in Brooklyn and police are now investigating the sick post cops said Sunday. My question to this shit is okay, I'll fill you in on why. I'm going to shoot up my school, Millennium Brooklyn High School, New York, with a MP15 assault rifle and a Glock 17 pistol with hundreds of rounds of ammunition in a few weeks and live streaming on my Instagram. The person wrote on the site. Um, Omingo on Thursday. That's terrible right there, man. An employee at the Park Slope School reported this the disturbing threat to police at 9 a.m. Friday, an NYPD spokeswoman said, we're investigating it. D Detective Denise um, Maroney said, the post also said the shooter would blast dan dancing military style and ABBA gimme gimme Eurobeat music during the shooting. Um, I hope to take at least um 15 to 30 people with me, mostly in the classrooms or hallways, plus some people fleeing the building, the post said. DLS wannabe shooter vowed to not surrender to police and would, would shoot through the windows to get them and before i do it i'll send a link to my stream to everyone the person then lists the names of more than a dozen students to be killed the building where where the school is located contains several different schools an employee from park slope um uh, um college um which is also in the building sent parent parents an email informing them about the threat. Last night, an unknown person posted a threat to one of the schools on our campus, Millennium Brooklyn High School, on a site called Amigo. The message reads, never heard of this, never heard of this Amigo shit. 
Um, um, the post appears copy and pasted from social media threats that have been made in previous months to schools with throughout our area, but it does include the school name and the names of some students. We are talk we're taking the threat seriously. There have been a series of mass shootings mass shooting threats at New York City and Long Island schools over the past week in the wake of the slaughter at Rob Elementary School in Uvalde, Texas. <sighs> man, listen. Listen, man. I may be I may be a little upset about this, but but you know, I don't know if I could I don't know if I could stay angry for a long time for the for the sake of my mental health. Because there's a lot of things in life that we can control versus the ones that's out of our control. You know what I'm saying? Um, I mean, this is just how I see it, though. Um, anyway, man. Um, let me see. There's any more. Um, oh, we got another issue with the Supreme Court, man, and this involves the 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 the, the, the emissions of the power plants. Ooh, I ain't forget about that. Let's get to that. Let's get to that. Hold on a second. Let's get to that shit though, man. For real, for real, for real. Um Yes. Let's get to that. Um of course, um of course, the Supreme, the U.S. Supreme Court on Thursday imposed limits on the federal government's authority to issue sweeping regulations to reduce carbon emissions from power plants in a ruling that undermines President President Joe Biden's plan to tackle climate change and could constrain various agencies on other issues. The court's six-three ruling constrained the Environmental Protection Agency's um, authority to regulate greenhouse gas emissions from existing coal and gas-fired power plants under the landmark Clean Air Act and anti-pollution law. Biden's, emission, Biden's administration is currently working on new regulations. I hope, I hope he comes through with that. Um, the court's six cons conservatives were in the majority in the decision authored by Chief, Chief Justice John Roberts with the three liberals dissenting. Biden called the ruling another devastating decision that aims to take our country backwards. While, the, while this decision risks damaging our nation's ability to keep our air clean and combat climate change, I will not relent in using my lawful authority to protect public health and tackle the climate crisis. Um, Biden said in a statement, the Democratic president said he direct he directed his legal team to work with the Justice Department and affected agencies to review the ruling and find ways under under federal law to protect against pollution, including emissions that cause climate change. The ruling is likely to have implications beyond the EPA as it raises new legal questions about any big decisions made by federal agencies. The court's conservative um, majority has signaled skepticism toward expansive federal regulatory authority. Conservative legal activists have long 
advocated reducing agency power in what has been called a war on the administrative state. Justices overturned a 2021 decision by the U.S. Court of Appeals for the District of Columbia Circuit that has struck down Republican former President Donald Trump's affordable clean energy rule. That regulation, which Biden's um, administration does not plan to retain, would impose limits on a Clean Air Act provision called Section 111 that provides the EPA authority to regulate emissions from existing power plants. Trump's rule was meant to supplant Democrat former President Barack Obama's um, clean power plan, mandating major reductions in carbon emissions from the power industry. The Supreme Court in 2016 blocked implementation of Obama's plan, which used Section 111 to spur an electric generation shift from coal to cleaner energy sources without ruling on its lawfulness. Amanda Schaefer Berman of law firm um, Corwell and Mooring, a senior environmental attorney in Obama's Justice um, Department, said the ruling was about the best that EPA could have hoped for given the current composition of the court. Berman said the EPA can now proceed to issue a new rule that regulates power plant carbon dioxide emissions, um, a bet in a more limited way than envisioned on the Obama's plan. Thursday's ruling was based on what is called the major questions legal um, doctrine that requires explicit congressional authorization for action on issues of, of, of broad importance and societal impact. The justices in January appeared to embrace that theory when it blocked the um, Biden administration's um, vaccine or test policy or larger businesses, a key element to its plan to combat the COVID-19 slamdemic. Um, The court's invocation of this doctrine sends a signal that the justices will be a major obstacle to federal agencies seeking to implement broad policies of national importance. Um, the decision to will constrain the EPA's ability to issue any regulations on power plants that push for an ambitious, a natural shift in energy policy toward renewable sources. As such, it will hamstring the administration's ability to curve the power sector's emissions about a quarter of U.S. greenhouse gases. Um. Um, Federal Outreach, a group of Republican-led U.S. states led by major coal producer West Virginia, asked the justices to limit the EPA's ability to regulate greenhouse greenhouse gas emissions from existing power plants. Other challenges included coal companies and coal-friendly industry groups. Coal is amongst the most greenhouse gas-intensive fuels. West Virginia Attorney General Patrick um, Marisi um, called the ruling a huge victory against federal outreach and the ex- the excesses of the administrative state. Roberts wrote that while capping carbon emissions at a level that would force a nationwide a nationwide energy transition might be sensible. It is not plausible that Congress gave EPA the authority to adopt on its own such 
uh, regu regulatory scheme. Writing in dissent, liberal justice Alina Kagan noted that the court chose to hobble Biden's climate agenda before his administration even issued its rule. The limits the court's um, majority's uh, majority now puts on EPA's authority fly in the fly in the face of the statute Congress wrote. Kagan said, adding that the court deprives EPA of the power needed and the power granted to curb the emission of greenhouse gases. Kagan said the court has a clear goal, prevent agencies from doing important work, even though that is what Congress directed. Um, Democratic-led states and major power companies, including Cons Consolidated Edison Incorporated, um, Exelon Incorporated, and PG&E Corp sided with Biden's administration and as did the Edison Electric Institute, an investor-owned utility trade group. And uh, Biden's administration wants the U.S. power sector um, decarbonized by 2035, the United States behind only China and greenhouse gas emissions is a pivotal player in efforts to combat climate change on a global basis. Thursday's decision came on the final day of rulings for the court's current nine-month term. <sighs> okay. Okay. Um, do you know why the Clean Air Act exists? The Clean Air Act exists. Let me put myself on here, man. The Clean Air Act exists because over the years you hear about people who are getting sick with, you know, air pollution that's going on in the air. Not just because of the exhaust pipes of vehicles, but, but in the air itself, especially from power plants itself, though. Why in the hell would the Supreme Court make a, another dumb decision? This is the most ridiculous, dumbest shit that they ever did, man. And, and it's a fucking, and like I said before, this is a fucking nightmare. And this is why I went over, um, you know, vulnerabilities with you, with you folks out there. That's actually, um, because there's different types of vulnerabilities, and I actually wanted to get to, you know, I wanted to actually, you know, go over it and then make, I mean, and then and then hope that you, you, you folks out there actually get a better understanding on the different types of vulnerabilities. And there are some more things that actually makes a vulnerable. So I'm actually going to go into it right now. Um, so here it is. 25 things. Yes. Yes. 25 things that makes, that makes individuals uh, vulnerable. Starting with, um, number one, big men passing by me on the sidewalk at night, staying sober, going to the bathroom with the door open, falling in love. Um, well, <laughs> I'm a hopeless romantic, so I don't really know about all of that right there. Um, <laughs> oh man, oh uh, writing writing poetry, yeah. Um, one of my maulers breaking, buying presents for people. Sheesh, that's stressful. Going barefoot, <laughs> thong underwear. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> 
Tax season, that's stressful too. Having my photo taken, flying in an airplane, sex. <laughs> oh, shit. Funerals, obviously depressing. Bra fittings, speaking in public. Yeah, I had an issue with that when I was in college, so I'm glad I'm not doing doing anything like that anymore. Um, showering when no one else is home. Cancer, that's a scary thing. Using our building's laundry room at night. Mm, that's what laundry months are for and what washing machines in the cribs are for. Being unable to find my glasses. Uh, the download drift of some of my body parts. What the hell? <laughs> oh, shit. Being touched. Um, people carrying, no, people crying in front of me watching the news, which I don't really like watching the news all day long, man. Um, and of course, telling people what I believe in. Ugh. Yeah, projective views, man. You know what I mean? Um, fucking, fucking, um, projective views of other people. So let's see. Um, what else can we talk about here? I want to actually get into. Okay. Um, one more, one more, one more terrible story, and it and it involves like um, it involves an incident at the Barclays Center. Let me make sure I don't forget. Let me make sure I don't forget this shit too, man. Hold on. Um, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. The uh, let me see, let me see, let me see. Let me see, let me see. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Hold on. Um. All right. A lot of panic um, actually happened recently, most recently. Has to do with um, several people that were injured when panic crowds at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn stampede back into the arena after a boxing match on Sunday, according to um, videos and witnesses. At least some inside the Brooklyn arena believe there was an active shooter on the scene after the um, Javonta Davis Rolando Morrell fight. But the NYPD denied any shots were fired. Only media and production workers were still in the Barclays when a fight broke out and some mistook the commotion for a shooter boxing reporter, Ryan um, Sangala, um, told the Post. Dozens of people began frantic, frantically um, pouring back inside. Witnesses and video show were used to brawl were used to brawls at boxing events but recent headlines and the panic of the crowd made made many of us worried that our worst fears would come true um sangala said thankfully we were able to um return to our seats to file our stories and exit safely yeah people People were definitely frightened. It wasn't like they were just moving back inside to get away from a few pe- from a few people throwing punches. 
it was it was if they were running for their lives shit i would i would run for my life too if this shit happened <laughs> yeah sports illustrated um writer chris mannix tweeted that a sound like gunshots rang out out inside though he later said the sound may have come from outside frightening moments he wrote hundreds of fans started to push back to excuse me rush back into the arena from the concourse people including media ducking for cover video showed crowds scrambling and another clip appeared to show shoes and other items strewn on the floor in the aftermath in the aftermath um although it was not an active shooter situation there were erroneous reports circulating on social media as the nation remains on edge following two recent two recent mass shootings in buffalo and uvalde texas an nyp spokesperson confirmed to the post the active shooter report is inaccurate. It's a large crowd condition. No shots fired. No one shot outside the Barclays Center, the spokesperson said. It wasn't immediately clear how many people were hurt or what the extent of their, their injuries were. Champion tennis player Naomi Osaka was at Saturday's fight and said she was petrified in the ensuing mayhem after a shooter room circulated i was just in the barclay center and suddenly i heard shouting and saw people running then we were being yelled at that there was an active shooter and we had to huddle in a room and close the doors i was so fucking petrified man she tweeted around 1 a.m sunday another twitter user wrote everyone at barclay center was panicking both my knees and both my knees are bleeding from being on the floor for what seemed like 20 minutes the user thanked a brother for pulling me out safe yeah yeah that 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 right there is a little scary right there though man you know what i'm saying um yeah and that's why you know i don't go out as much man you know and i don't really blame myself i'm just don't want to be in those dangerous situations that's what it is um anyway man anyway um another terrible incident another terrible situation but this doesn't involve any shootings but this is involving um a music artist who goes by the name of her all right um yeah we're gonna get into this story right now actually um, let's get into the story right now before I even do anything else here. So here we go. Here we go. And this is according to Variety right here. So let's get into this right here. So, um, so, um, Gabriella's. Hold on a second. Let me just try to pronounce this. Gabriella Sar. Miento Wilson, the Grammy and Oscar winning singer songwriter known as her, is suing MBK Entertainment, the record label owned by her longtime manager Jeff Robertson, for the rights to her music catalog. Her signed with Robertson in 2011 when she was 14 years old. According to legal doc- documents cited by The Blast, her is suing for declaratory 
relief and violation of the business and professions code and seeking to be released from her contract with MBK. The lawsuit was filed in the Superior Court of the State of California in Los Angeles County on Thursday. Wilson's releases under her name, under the name her, all have been released under the MBK logo and distributed by Sony Music's um, RCA Records. It is unclear. Um, it is unclear whether her dispute extends to her management contract with Robertson, who previously managed Alicia Keys. <laughs> At the time of this article, uh, publication, neither Robertson nor reps for RCA have responded to Variety's on request for comment. The documents reportedly state th that the contract makes her an exclusive um, employee for an initial um, period, which ended the later of 15 months after May 19, 2011, or 12 months after the commercial release in the United States of Wilson's first album um, under under the contract and up to five additional option periods of more than one year. They also state that her believed the contract made her an exclusive employee of MBK past in the prep past the current date, May 19, 2011, and potentially until much longer, as each option period is key to a commercial release by MBK of a record album. She also claims that in his role as manager, Robertson fired the law firm that first represented her and alleges that Robertson caused his own lawyers to, to represent Wilson in the negotiation of subsequent contracts, including publishing and touring agreements. Then she, she then alleges that those lawyers took 5% of the deals they negotiated, but did not have a written fee agreement or a conflict waiver signed by Wilson and said that they performed the services as a favor to their client, Robertson, who was paid 20% commission for each of those deals. MBK, um, she reportedly claims, has significant, significantly um, limit, limited her employment rights and that she has not been free to provide her recording services except as permitted or dictated by MBK. She also claims that MBK has exclusively owned the right to exploit her name and likeness for her recordings. With the lawsuit filed in California, she notes that the majority of her recordings have been made in the state, although she is informed and believed that MBK is a corporation based out of New York. She claims that her contract forces her to work beyond seven years after May 19, 2011, and further states that it violates California Labor um, Code 2855, which prohibits the enforcement beyond seven years of a contract, um, such as the agreement to render services of a special, unique, extraordinary, or intellectual character. Wilson's um, seven years have run the lawsuit um, reportedly reads, MBK's attempt to thwart this important and fundamental um, California policy should not be condoned. Her is seeking a judicial de declaration that the, the agreement is voidable 
and may not be enforced against plaintiff under California law to the extent it purports to require plaintiff's services after May 18, 2019, and it and is effectively void. She requests that the judge rule that the agreement violates the California Labor um, Code seven-year rule and is asking for restitution and disgorgement of funds according to proof for costs of suit incurred herein and for such other and further relief as the court deems just and proper all right um okay this is why look this is why a lot of people this is why this is why there's certain this is why certain music artists shouldn't be um you know shouldn't be under any any fucking contracts and shit and look there there are bad contracts and it's not just um it's not just 360 deals man it's also it's also basically the the people over there who is you know messing around and not letting you release any not re- letting you release any more um music projects the exploitation and all the other shit this is what people don't this is what some people don't really understand about being under a contract you end up getting exploited and all the other stuff for your likeness and all the other shit it's like it's like come on like yeah i reckon companies gotta do better man i'm sorry man but i have to agree with her on this one like that's 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 just playing that's just playing crazy right there and i'm not really i just find it crazy like why would you exploit this um music artist for man you know what i mean and I have to, and I have to really say that, that, that I have to really say that they they're gonna regret this, man. So, you know what I mean. I hope her wins this case. So hopefully, hopefully she wins this case. Um. So yeah, there you go, right there. Um, what else can we talk about here? I want to light. I want to try to lighten up the damn mood, man. You know what I'm saying? I want to light up the mood, man. You know, um, let's get to uh, all right. Before we even go over the uh, the 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 highlights of the Hot 97 um, Summer Jam and the BET Awards, let's go to um, Kendrick Lamar's recent album. Um, Kendrick Lamar's recent album. Okay, let's see. Let's see what we got here man actually hold on let me get to this other story actually hold on let me get to this other story right here i forgot about this um all right so this is involving speed cameras for the first time ever in new york city's um school zone speed cameras can now legally operate around the, the clock on Friday, Governor Kathy Hochul signed a bill to extend and expand the city's speed camera program until July 2025, um, allowing the automated enforcement tools to operate 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. I want to thank all the lawmakers who have wor- worked so hard to make this possible, 
because New Yorkers don't de don't just deserve safe streets at certain hours of the day. We need to use every tool at our disposal. And far too many of our children have been killed by cars to not um, reauthorize and expand this life-saving program, Hoka said. Um, previously, speed cameras had only been permitted to operate on weekdays from 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. Although the new legislation takes effect immediately, a city department of transportation official told the, 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 the New York Daily Post, the New York Daily News, that the agency needs time to, to put structures in place for a 24-hour program. That means the cameras in New York City won't roll on, overnight until full implementation over the co coming months. Other other core aspects of the program remain unchanged as the speed cameras must be placed within a quarter mile um, a radio 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 distance um, from a school building which will continue issuing um, $50 fines to drivers who exceed the posted speed limit by more than 10 miles per hour. Hoku was joined by State Senator Andrew um, um, Gunardes and Assemblywoman um, Deborah Glick, who sponsored the expansion bills in their respective houses of their state legislature. Tonight at 10, 10.01 p.m., for the first time since the cameras were authorized in New York City nine years ago, this, the cameras will be operational during weekends and for 24 hours a day this will undoubtedly undoubtedly save lives in new york city um um Grenades, um said as the original sponsor for the school zone speed camera legislation i am proud to have enhanced this life-saving program back in 2019 and once again this year by allowing this data back proven technology to encourage safe driving at all hours of the day the streets around our schools will be safer and our lives will be saved click added mary Eric adams who have who has advocated for 24 7 speed camera speed camera operation alongside department of transportation commissioner um 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 idonis rodriguez um, in recent months, uh, celebrated the land, landmark victory. Traffic safety is a, is a, is public safety, and speed cameras save lives. Now we can use this proven tool twenty four seven. This Monday we saw once again the reality of traffic violence in our city. If our streets aren't safe, our city isn't safe. This is how we protect our streets, save save lives, and make. New York City safer, the mayor said. Critics critics of the city's speed cameras, including Councilman Joel O'Reilly and Councilman David Carr, both of whom voted against a city council resolution on the program's expansion, have questioned the, the efficacy of cameras, claiming that the city is more concerned with generating revenue than bolstering public safety. The cameras haven't worked. We have seen more deaths now than ever, than before, Borelli said at the time. I can't get a stop sign, speed bump, or sidewalk installed, but DOT comes like 
gangbusters if it's a camera or a, or a bike lane. Carr added nearly nearly uh, 10 years after the speed cameras were first introduced to our streets and then expanded almost 40-fold. The number of traffic deaths in this, in this city is nearly identical. Are they slow, are they slowing some people down? Maybe the 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 consciousness, the conscious, the conscience, uh, con- yeah, the consciousness, the conscious, um, yeah. Anyway, the drivers, um, who are not the problem. <laughs> Yeah, um, but they don't address the actual reckless drivers and scoff laws who are causing the problems. This is about money, not public safety. We we can find ways to make our roads safer for pedestrians, drivers, and cyclists without picking the pockets of Staten Islanders and New Yorkers, he continued. Um, however, city city officials have repeatedly emphasized that the speed cameras are intended to serve as a critical public safety measure as opposed to a source of revenue. City data shows that uh, as of December 2020, speeding has dropped by an average of 72% at locations where the cameras have been installed, with injuries falling by 14%. And the cameras have also shown to deter repeated speeding offenses with the majority of vehicles only receiving one or two violations since the program began in 2014. And and a little quick side note, that's the air conditioning that's on right now, in case you're wondering. Um, additionally, in 2021, more than half of the vehicles that received a speed camera violation did not receive a second one. Earlier this year, Adams advocated for the state to grant New York City home rule over the city's streets, um, which would have included the ability to make changes to the speed camera program without seeking state legislative approval. However, um, the signed legislation did not include a home rule provision, meaning the program would will um, again need to be extended by the state legislature before it expires on July 1st, 2025. Um, an earlier version of the bill would also would have stiffened the penalties for drivers who were repeatedly caught speeding with a graduating fine structure and potential suspension of vehicle registration for repeat offenders. The new fine structure would have cost drivers more with each violation obtained with a two-year period. The first two violations would have carried a fine of $50 with a fine of $100 for a third violation, $200 for a fourth violation, $300 for a fifth violation, and $500 for a sixth and any subsequent violations. In addition to the increasing fines, a vehicle were to receive six violations within two within the two-year period the vehicle's registration would have been suspended for 90 days <laughs> however those provisions were removed prior to the legislation being being approved by the state legislature meaning fines will 
remain at $50, $50 for all speed camera violations with no threat of suspended registration. Yes. Um, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Um, yes, here we go. Um, Staten Island speed cameras, of course, um, obviously Staten Island advanced um, SI, SILive.com recently analyzed speed camera violation records that are publicly available on the city's open data data page to determine which locations um, have issued the most tickets. The data reflects all speed cameras, camera violations um, that have been issued on Staten Island from January 1st, 2022 through April 26, 2022, the last date available on the city's open data page. During that time, violations um, were issued at um, over 200 locations throughout the borough, though the DOT's um, refusal to provide locations for speed cameras leaves it unclear how many of the locations have permanent cameras and how many were issued by mobile units. Over nearly four-month span, speed cameras on Staten Island issued a total of 76,614 school zone speed camera violations, according to city records. At $50 per violation, that represents $3,830,700 in revenue generated by the city during that time. During that time period, speed cameras were only permitted to operate on weekdays from 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. From January 1st through April 26th, there were a total of 82 weekdays, meaning Staten Island speed cameras issued an average of roughly 934 violations each day that the cameras were permitted to operate. With cameras only allowed to ticket motorists for 16 hours each weekday, that means that when the cameras were on, they issued approximately 58 violations per hour, nearly one each minute. Okay. I think speed cameras is a good idea, man, you know, to prevent more, to prevent more, um, to prevent, to prevent more kids being um killed and run over by on cars and stuff. So I, I, I feel like that's a good idea, man, you know. It's a good idea, man. So yeah, let's just start with that right there. Um, let's see, let's see. Uh, I said I was gonna go over the Kendrick Lamar thing, right? Um, let's see. The uh, hold on a second. Let me just take a look at this. Hold on. Here we go. Here we go. All right. Y'all probably know that Kendrick Lamar's recent album already came out already. So um, here's what's going on in Hip Hop DX. Kendrick Lamar opens Mr. Morale and, and the Big Steppers with a brutal confession. I've been going through something, he mutters on United in Grief. The, stack, the staccato piano chords soundtrack, soundtracking um, a a descent or decent, whatever, into madness. It's a simple phrase, curt and concise, that begins to cut through 
all the intrigue surrounding his artistic disappearance. It's been 1,855 days since he released his last opus, Damn, which only further cemented the Compton icon as a beacon of critical and cultural success. Then for five years, it seemed as though none of that mattered to him anymore. From the outside, it looked like he was content to rack up um, Pulitzer, Prizes, Pulitzer Prizes and coast on the occasional feature. On Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers, um, Kendrick explains what that something was. For 75 minutes on his on this double-sided album, he parses through every issue that plagued his mind during his break from the spotlight. He placed under he's placed under the microscope using enthralling funk jazz and soul compositions to fuel the uncomfortable introspective ramblings that have been churning for half a decade in doing so he combines grand moments of musical um, execution with intense vulnerability and yes the name of the episode is vulnerabilities folks um pulling off one of the greatest feats in his career um the presence of the other um, familial voice in the opener, Kendrick's partner with Whitney Afford, Alfred, is the second clue to figuring out the thesis of Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. Tell them, tell them, tell them your truth. She speaks softly, acting as the grounding force for Lamar before he begins self-discovery. I went and got me a therapist. I can debate on my theories and sharing it. Uh, Kendrick raps while a subdued marching band drumline slowly builds with the piano chords. He he warns his brand of transparency is brash and unflinching. Hang on one second. All right. Frantic, frantically recounting his lust, addiction, induced infidelity, inspiring um, material obsessions. Um, his thoughts and words unravel at the scenes fraught by coping with guilt and shame. Kendrick espouses ideas that register as both half-baked and contradictory, getting in the way of our salient points he makes throughout the album. For someone who claims to have been offline for much of the last five years, he consistently laments the supposed impact cancel culture has on creative freedom, standing with the complaints of Dave Chappelle. What the fuck is cancer culture, dog? Say what I want. Uh, I want about you, niggas. I'm like Oprah, dog. He shouts. He shouts at the end of '95. Um, on the subsequent track, Worldwide Steppers, he doubles down. Niggas killed freedom. Freedom of speech, 
everyone's sensitive. Kendrick rambles over a beat that sounds like a Honda Accord engine turning over. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> oh, man. It's a tired take. One form in a rich echo chamber characterized by a fear of a boogeyman that doesn't exist. His revolt against cancel culture is punctuated by the presence of Kodak Black, towing the line between advocating for the forgiveness of his domestic violence and alleged sexual assault transgressions and flaunting the inability to truly cancel an artist. He calls upon producers such as Soundwave, JLBS, and DJ um, Dahi, surrounding himself with creators who understand the unique quirks he has in his creative style. The production team on the Rich Spirit, um, spearheaded by DJ Mustard, crafts a, a graceful beat that infuses West Coast bounce with singer Sam Dew's angelic vocalizations. On Purple Hearts, a rousing drum beat combined with um, ornate strings and piano composition give Ghostface Killers outstanding performance the cinematic stage it deserves. It proves Kendrick, Kendrick is still ex extremely adept at putting himself in positions to make the most intriguing music possible. Surprisingly, the moments where Kendrick abandons the long-form storytelling structure he becomes famous for, choosing choosing instead to wrap and croon in tight pockets, produce outstanding results. Supported by two standout cameos by Blast and Amanda um, Reefer. <laughs> Reefer. <laughs> Reefer. <laughs> oh shit. Oh my god. Oh man. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, Reefer on Die Hard. He likes to muse about the philosophies of love in short spurts. And quote, tell me you in my corner right now when I fall short. I'm leaning on you to cry out. He he beckons with refreshingly emotional openness on Count Me Out. He unleashes a dizzying amount of flows for over four minutes with each bar nestling in the space between the stripped down kick drums. And he's still capable of executing moments of brevity. Um amongst the shroud of heavy subject matter. The hook of the trap-influenced Silent Hill is delightful, earworm leaving the listener, uh, mimicking Kendrick's falsetto as he croons. Push these niggas off me like, like, huh? <laughs> oh, shit. Holy shit, man. That's that. <laughs> Oh shit. Um the most uncomfortable listen of the album is also the most musically intriguing. We cry together is a sprawling, polarizing mess. A 
a table uh, tabla of one of the more toxic arguments between a couple performed by Kendrick and Zola star uh, Taylor Page. Each bob is piercing, precise, and deeply personal. Page's character blames society rampant misogyny on Kendrick's actions and gives and he gives it right back, holding his material gifts over her head. It gets ugly, but no one can can't tear away from it once it's on. Like we're trapped on the couch between them. That was Kendrick's goal, and it was pulled off with ease. A Florence and the Machine sample combines the Alchemist production, which sounds like it belongs on Tana Talk 3 to create a stress-filled roller coaster ride that someone will try at least once. The parental references on Father Time and Mother Eye Sober represent the height of his bubbled up emotions. On the former, he raps with fury about his relationship with his own father, parsing out the hereditary effects of toxic masculine mask mask hold on a second masculinity masculinity okay um i love my father for telling me to take off the gloves because everything he didn't want was everything i was he raps at a point in his life where he can forge his own concept of what it means to be a man then on uh, mother I over that same fury dissipates in its place lies a lamenting whisper that sits over a sober piano beat Kendra's um melancholy um arrives as he unpacks the generational trauma of familial violence and sexual abuse involving his mother causing cousin and himself um it's the heaviest stretch of the album punctuated by um um potish heads um beth given gibbons becoming a stand-in for kendrick's pain as she sings i wish i was somebody anybody but myself but on auntie diaries kendrick um shares the story of how his two relatives experienced with trans identity interacts with his own journey of accountability and growth. If fueled by earnestness and empathy, he, as he reconciles his past um, homophobia and transphobia with his love for his family, it unravels when he tries to demonstrate the progression of unlearning his uses of the F slur, but in the process, he re repeats it 10 times ultimately distracting from his message of acceptance. Yes, Kendrick is emphasizing the slur is not his to say aching to how he wouldn't let a white girl say the N-word at his concert, but the want wanton usage of the word upsets folks in queer communities, fumbling a chance to open the door for legitimate LGBTQIA plus allyship in mainstream rap mr morale and the big steppers paints a gripping gripping portrait of how trauma and therapy have 
more the 34 year old artist beyond recognition even with superior production choices and a semi-triumphant tone of self-actualization um it feels as if listeners can't fully define what place he's in the question of what's left for him lingers the only clue is the final line of mother i sober where sam do sings i i bear my soul and now we're free in his mind with this confessional epic um he purged the mountain of pain from the past kendrick has achieved absolution from listener and credit expectations free to head toward the uncertainty of the future with the shackles of his memories left behind um yeah all right so there's a few people on twitter that actually uh um reacted to this so so beaming out from twitter says how the fuck Kendrick Lamar dropped his best-selling album after disappearing for five years. And Luca um, Guarini, no Kendrick Lamar wasn't trying to prove he's the best rapper alive. He didn't feature any TDE artists. He didn't create a rock-influenced album. Kendrick didn't make an album that sounds anything like GKMC, Dan, or TPAB. He made the album he wanted to make, and I respect that. And Whitley Grant 13 says, Kendrick Lamar's rich spirit got me playing it on repeat. I can't even finish the album. Uh, Codeine Fridge. (laughs) Fridge. (laughs) Oh, Fridge. Uh, This new Kendrick Lamar album got me like... (laughs) And um and um la underscore um J J Zill L Z says when Kendrick Lamar and Taylor Page were arguing on the album, I was like, Am I supposed to be here? <laughs> you know, that's part of being creative, man, when it, musically, man, you know what I'm saying? There's certain things, there's certain things on you know certain albums especially it's as meant for you to understand versus the ones that's not not meant for you to understand i mean it's all it's all about finding the balance man that's what it is with kendrick lamar man you know what i mean he's telling his story man he's telling his story without the tde artist though man you know what i'm saying so i actually i actually have to um give him that though man so let me let's make some noise for Kendrick Lamar man for for actually expressing himself man on the recent album that just came out man um let me see how much time we got here all right um all right let's go over um all right, let's go over what went down in the. Uh... All right, I want to lighten. I want to lighten the mood up in this episode. So um, basically, let's get to. Um... Okay. So there's the BT Awards. They recently stopped by. Actually, that recently came out. Actually, so let's just. Uh... 
First, let's go over the Hot 97 thing, man. Let's go over the what went down in the Hot 97 Summer Jam thing that went down. Um, all right, so yes, yeah, so the this is according to Hip Hop Wired. Um, the official start of the summer in New York City, New York City is Hot 97 Summer Jam concert, and yes, it definitely indicated that this year we are indeed back outside. Summer Jam 2022 brought the heat. The annual concert made its triumphant return in 2021 after taking a year off due to the COVID-19 slamdemic. Hot 97 looked to build off the energy it started last year with another strong concert packed with performances from new and current hip-hop stars, including the train. No, excuse me, the, the rain. As with every Summer Jam show, fans got warmed up outside of the MetLife Arena, um, East Rutherford, New Jersey enjoying performances uh, from artists who aren't big enough to rock inside the stadium but deserving of a place on the festival stage. Emerging um, artists like Girl Code, Nardo Wick, Babyface Ray, Drewski and Friends featuring B-Love, J&R Choi, Dougie B, 22GZ, Lady London, Saucy Santana, NLE Chopper, Young Blue, and Corday got things started before fans headed inside. Um, so Summer Jam 2022 had its moments. So once the sun began to set, when that's when the brightest stars arrived to hit the Summer Jam main stage. This year's slate of performers performers um definitely held it down. Attendees saw performances from Dream Dolls, Sincere, Benny the Butcher, Rowdy Rich, Pusha T, City Girls, Little Baby, Little Dirk, um, and Brooklyn's own Fabio Foreign, closing out the show for his hometown of NYC. Burner Boy was originally on the bill, but he was a late scratch along with Young Thug and Gunner because they are currently locked up after being caught up in the Rico charge. Oh boy. There was also a dope tribute for the late DJ K Slay who passed away in April due to the COVID-19 complications. Of course, it wouldn't be a summer jam concert if there were surprise guests to deliver those signature moments we have come to expect from NYC's biggest concert of of the year. Um, hit the gallery below to see the top moments from Summer Jam 2022. So number one, Cardi B. Cardi B hits the festival stage to form Shake It. It wouldn't be Summer Jam. It wouldn't be a Summer Jam concert if Barty didn't show up. What made this surprise even more special is the fact that she hopped on the festival stage to join Dougie B and K Flocker to perform their hit single Shake It. Rowdy Rich missed his governor's ball set after being popped for weapons charges as he entered the venue, but he beat those charges and performed on Sunday. He's a legend for that. He also led the crowd in a fuck the, the NYPD chant to celebrate and put your lighters put your lights up for the drama king papoose limp 
Papoose, Remy Ma, Fat Joe, Buster Rhymes, The Locks, Jim Jones, and other New York City artists hit the stage for a fitting tribute to the late drama king DJ K Slay. It was a touching moment. Um, Young Thug had a message for his fans. Um, Young Thug didn't let his current predicament keep him from being involved with Summer Jam 2022 in some capacity. He delivered an audio message to fans in attendance and watching via live stream. I want to say thank you to all my friends and fam and my family for coming out and supporting us. Doug began, you know, your support during this time means a lot to us. You know, you know, this isn't just about me or YSL. I always use my music as a form of artistic expression. And I, and now I see that black artists and rappers don't have that, you know, freedom. He continued, everybody, please sign the protect black art petition and keep praying for us. I love y'all. And Fabio Foreign brings out Chloe Bailey. Uh, the, the, the self-proclaimed king of New York has plenty to be hyped about. Closing out Summer Jam is a tremendous honor. And on top of that, he's a Brooklyn native. It So it was indeed a moment. So that means he needed to have some surprises for the fans in attendance. And bringing out Chloe Bailey to perform his song Hello off his debut album was definitely a nice treat. Yes, it was. Yes, it was, man. And now we go to um, we go to the BT highlights. All right. Um. Okay, so there are some highlights. So the twenty twenty two BT Awards third headlines weeks before it took place last Sunday, but despite the drama that transpired between the channel and Lil Nas X and highly anticipated shows was still a huge night. With Doja Cat leading the nominees with six nods, Drake and Ari Lennox followed suit with four nominations each. Sadly, all of them got home without even bagging one. With the shocking turn of events for the most nominated artists, the night still took an explosive route with the surprise performances, record-breaking wins, and more. So, the BET Award 2022 winners. Silk Sonic has made BET Awards 2022 their night again as they took home the Album of the Year Award. They also won Best Group, beating Migos, City Girls, and Chloe and Haley, among others. The Weeknd and Jasmine Sullivan were hailed the Best Male and Female R&B Pop Artists with the Helix Tales hitmaker delivering a rousing speech on standing up against the recent overturning of the Supreme Court of the Roe versus Wade ruling on abortion. Megan Thee Stallion and Kendrick Lamar, who were both at Glastonbury Festival last week and won Best Female and Male Hip Hop Artist. Newcomer Lotto won Best New Artist, while Wizkid and Justin Bieber's Essence won Best Collaboration, given um, Bieber his first BET Award. Diddy also received the BET Awards 2022 Lifetime Achievement Award, making him the second rapper to win the award, the first being Queen Latifah last year. And the BET 2022, 2022 
BET Award 2022 performances. Last night's BET Awards 2022 was a bang. First on the list was Jack Harlow's performance of First Class. Um, Just when everyone thought he would be dancing all by himself, he surprised everyone as Brandy made her way to the stage with her own verse. <laughs> Lotto... <laughs> <laughs> Lotto shortly brought the house down after stunning everyone with with a surprise Mariah Carey appearance. Singer singer her part on Big Energy, and um starting her shiny performance with a flute solo, Lizzo dance and sang "It's About Damn Time," which became viral on the video sharing platform TikTok since its release. Um, so the B, so we go to the BC 2022 highlights before Diddy received her, her beats, her BT, um, um, awards 2022 lifetime achievement award. Everyone was, everyone was taken aback when Kanye West made a surprise appearance to give his flowers to rap icon, although his face was covered with his face was covered. The Donda hitmaker referred to Combs as his favorite artist. Ah, God looks ridiculous in that shit too. Conversations about the recent overturn of the Roe versus Wade and gun law also made to the censor stage as hosts Taraji P. Henson, Jamel Monet, Jasmine Sullivan, and Lada, among others, took a jab on the issue. Yeah. Yeah, um, all right. Um, I'm about to give them. I'm about to give. Um, you know the the the, the fun performances of Summer Hot Night Summer Summer Jam and the people at um the BET uh 2022 awards for doing their thing on stage and taking the issue with Roe versus Roe Wade and the gun um safety shit that I actually had to, that actually covered today instead of the Roe versus Wade shit though, man. You know what I'm saying? I had to scrap that shit. Um, and the reason why I scrapped that shit is because, you know, I wanted to be able to get a better understanding on on um, what makes people very feel vulnerable. And there's many issues out there that makes people vulnerable, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, sometimes feeling vulnerable can be, can lead to being uncomfortable you know what i'm saying um so that's just my understanding of of you know feeling vulnerable and that's why um, i had to um get a better understanding so i could you know you know you know show you folks out there um the the different types of vulnerabilities that's that I didn't know about, so I pass it along to you. So there you go, right there. I ain't going to give a round of applause to the performers at Summer Jam 2022 of Hot 97 and the BET the BET 2022 awards for doing their thing too. Let me just make some noise, man, for them, actually, man, with some explosions.
All right. Um, all right. Well, one more time for some noise, man, you know. All right. Um, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Oh yeah. Well, I got promise. I was. I'm gonna get back to um. You know the types of places that you're looking forward to actually um to actually um have some fun for the Fourth of July weekend. I didn't forget the I didn't forget California and I didn't forget um New York. So I'm gonna continue where I left off. Um, let me see, let me see, let me see where I left off. Um, <clears throat> hold on, hold on, hold on. Yes, uh, let's get to, I'm going to continue the California thing though. Hold on. Yeah, let me continue the California thing. Yeah, um, hold on a minute here. This is, where did I leave off? Okay, where did I leave off though? Um, wait, 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 wait. Um, where did I leave off? Um, where did I leave off though? Let me just get the chance to, um, Forgive me. Um, I'm just looking for where I left off, actually. So just give me a sec. Um. Okay. Okay. Um. The display. No, I didn't get that. Wait. The. Oh. Old Zoo Griffin Park. I think I did that already. Wait. Um, yeah, I did that one. I did Griffin Park. I did that one. Of course, Long Beach. Um, I think I did this one. You know what? Let's, yeah. All right. So, so this is for the the Californians out there, though, that's living in California, that's looking for something fun to do. So um, I am going to actually. Uh, so this is for July fourth, um, for the weekend. So there you go. This is crazy, man. Hold on a minute, man. Um, damn, damn, what is wrong with this shit, man? the hell's going on with this shit anyway wait a second wait this was okay things to do all right um okay so um the queen queen mary isn't quite ready to partake in the fireworks show again but the rest of long beach sure is the 4th of July, you'll find Pyro over Queensway Bay around 9 p.m. for a free show, easily viewable from most of the Long 
beach waterfront attractions. If you rather watch from the water, Harbor Breeze Cruises has two different boats departing from Rainbow um, Harbor, um, $75 on the 4th, as well as a July 3rd cruise, $40 for a 9 p.m. show on the eastern edge of the city over Alamitos Bay. And you can and location for Rainbow Harbor and Shoreline Village 401-435 Shoreline Village Drive Long Beach 90802. Um okay. Hang on a second, man. All right, um Right up next is another place, another fun place to do um, is the is Burbank. Burbank Starlight um, Bowl is putting together a whole day of Fourth of July festivities, starting with a flyover, um, a color guard presentation, and and then performances by the company men and the soul of Broadway. Then it's on to the fireworks show around five, around nine o'clock p.m. If you are not really into the programming but still want to see some pyro, we suggest scoping out Castaway, just across the canyon, <laughs> the Grand Canyon. Oh shit! <laughs> That's the only canyon that I know. <laughs> That's the only canyon that I know. Anyway, um, <laughs> which typically offers fireworks seating and some pretty killer views of the valley. And, of course, this is located, um, of course, the Starlight Bowl is located at 1249 Lockhead View Drive in Burbank. You can check out their website, which is www.starlightbowl.com for more information. And you can buy, and you can make sure you can find more information about um the ticket and how much it is. So I am going to actually um get into this next one. So the next place to watch the fireworks is six two six Night Market. The Midnight Snackers' greatest fantasy is just a car ride away. One of America's largest Asian Asian food markets spans the course of Santa Anita Anita Park's front pad, paddock gardens during the summer. Come hungry and come caffeinated this lively market complete with over 250 Asian street food and booze peddlers. Um live music live music artists games and beyond won't put itself to bed until midnight. The event has also expanded its way. Hang on a second. Expanded its way um, to Orange County as well as to Santa Monica for a mini edition with two dozen vendors. Um. All right, so um location santa anita park is located at 285 west huntington drive in los angeles california you can also check out their website 
at www.626nightmarket.com for more information and the ticket prices. Um, let's see. Let's see. Where did I leave off? Yes. Um, Poolside Cinema at the Fairmont Miramar. Here we go. If you if watching movies in your car or on your, on a picnic blanket isn't quite your speed, perhaps you'll pre- prefer this poolside presentation. Every Saturday night during the summer at sunset and on some Sundays, both hotel guests and visitors at the Fairmont Miramar can slip into something waterproof and enjoy a family-friendly flick around the Santa Santa Monica Hotel's luxurious pool. You'll find a mix of arts Disney faves and recent animated release um, projected onto a portable screen. Think Moana and console and How to Train Your Dragon. Eats and libations will be available for purchase from the from the from the uh, Fig Restaurant menu menu, and though seating is free for hotel guests, visitors will have to secure will have to secure a twenty dollar reservation. And of course, Fairmont Miramar is located at one hundred one Wilshire Boulevard, Santa Monica, in California. Um, zip code nine zero four zero one. The price is twenty dollars. And you can check out their website, www.fairmontmiramar.com slash experiences and all the other good stuff for more information. And, and you, you know the rest. All right. Um, let's see. We have the next one is First Fridays at the Natural um, History Museum. Okay, if you are sick of first holiday, first Fridays only offering a high density of food trucks and wines at your favorite dive bars, check out something old in a good way. We promised at the Natural History Museum where First Fridays offer dinosaur, dinosaurs and DJs. The first Friday of every month from March through July place host to a KCRW presents an evening of music allowing visitors of all ages to stay late for a night at the museum. Each month offers a different lineup of musical guests and DJs guided museum tours and scientists led talks. Check out the museum's website for advanced tickets and updates on info. So there you go right there. Um, so um, Natural History Museum um, located at Exposition Exposition Park, uh, Exposition Park, nine hundred Exposition Boulevard, Los Angeles, um, nine nine zero 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 seven. Price is twenty dollars, and you can go to their website at nhm.org slash First Fridays twenty twenty two zero for more information. And. Uh, all right, kaboom! Fourth of July fireworks spectacular. Here we go. Um, okay, 
What's more American than spending the 4th of July watching some sort of celebrities beat each other up? That's the idea behind Kaboom, an annual celebration at the Fairplex that features a celebrity boxing match and family picnic, followed by a fireworks spectacular, usually around 9.15 p.m. And Fairplex is located at... um. 1101 West McKinley Avenue, um, Los Angeles, California, 91768. And the prices is between 30 to between 30 to 50 dollars. And you can check out that website, fairplex.com slash events slash kaboom. Oh, let me let me do a little explosion for kaboom. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Yeah, um, hold up. What else? What else? What else? Um, okay, wait a minute. Okay, things to do. Okay, hold on a second. Um... All right, so whether you intend to to or not, you are going to see some 4th of July fireworks or at the very least hear them thanks to um, Angelino's um, summer long affair with very much illegal amateur pyro. But Independence Day itself brings about a whole other tier of patriotically loud, colorful explosions in the night sky to a bunch of professionally staged 4th of July fireworks shows. After a day at one of the best beaches in LA, cooling off with the city's best ice cream and grilling with friends and family capped things off with a bang. From the Long Beach waterfront to Hollywood, here's where to see 4th of July fireworks this year. Um, so the best places to see the 4th of July fireworks, right? So we have the Rose Bowl. We got the Rose Bowl. Um, okay. America Fest at the Rose Bowl is an explosive celebration of all things red, white, and blue, and easily the best, excuse me, the biggest show in L.A. The fireworks typically don't shoot off until um, 9 p.m., but the Rose Bowl opens its gates hours earlier on Independence Day, usually starting with kid-friendly carnival fun, followed by an in, in 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 stadium stunt filled program parking for the event will cost a whopping $45 in advance but you can make it you make it worth your while with an afternoon of tailgating outside the stadium if you don't want to venture into the stadium the show is viewable from the areas around the arroyo most easily accessible along the Colorado Street. 
And the Rose Bowl Stadium is located at 1001 Rose Bowl Drive, Los Angeles, California. And you can check out their website, which is rosebowlstadium.com slash events details 204, the 95th annual America Fest. And like I said, it is going to cost you $45. So, you know what I'm saying? Um, and uh, Maria Del Day, I think I did. Did I do that one? No, I didn't. Okay, um, there's something about watching fireworks over the ocean every year in Marina Del Rey. Fireworks explode over the Marina Channel, and spectators gather all over, all over to watch at Burton Chase Park or Fisherman's Village, as well as from Marina Mother's Beach, waterfront um, hotels and restaurants, and on boats. Um, fireworks start at 9 p.m. and usually last for about 20 minutes. Arrive early to the area's county lots. Fisherman's Village, um, located at um, 137 Fiji Way, Los Angeles, California, 90292. Price is free. Um, you can visit the website, www.visitmarinadelray.com. Um, um, dot com slash events slash fourth July fourth fireworks Marina Del Rey. Uh, let's see. Is there any more? Um, wait. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So many. Damn. All right. Um, hang on a second. I know there's more. Yeah, Burbank. I did mention Burbank. I'm sorry about that. I did mention Burbank. All right. Um. All right. We're gonna get to. Wait a second. Wait, 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 wait. All right. Let's do this. Hold on. Two thirty-three. All right. Um. All right. Let's win this. All right. So. Ringing another year of independence in the grand old USA with Steve Martin and Martin Short, the Hollywood Bowl proudly hosts its annual 4th of July party, complete with a dazzling fireworks finale. Grab your tickets early, seats in the nosebleed section go for less than the price of parking, or consider springing for front section tickets. It is America's birthday after all. And of course, um, Hollywood Bowl is located at 2301 North Highland Avenue, Los Angeles, California, 90068. Um, and you can check out their website, www.hollywoodbowl.com slash events performances. And, uh, and I think um, and you can go to their website to actually check out some information and ticket pricing. And Hollywood Forever Cemetery. I think I did this already, didn't I? I think I did this one, but in case, yeah, I think I did this one already. I did this one already. Um, um, let's see, Grand Park. Um, okay, so, all right, um, all right, all right, all right, all right. 
If you are on the hunt of a cheap, lively way to celebrate Uncle Sam, shake it off, shake it over to Grand Park and watch downtown LA light up for free. The 4th of July, Grand Park hosts a unique block party featuring um, scrumptious food truck fair and two stages of live music. Um, The tunes begin while the sun is still high in the sky so bring yourself an all-day picnic no booze allowed only empty water bottles and relax best of all the event is metro accessible via civic center um grand hold on hold on hold on hold on hold on hold on grand grand park station uh though nine dollars parking is also available at the music Center and Walt Disney Concert Hall. Look out for the fireworks after 9 p.m. on the north side of the park at the Music Center, fired off from the roof of the Dorothy Chandler Pavilion. Um, Grand Park's located at 210 West Temple Street, Los Angeles, um, California, and it's free. Grand Park, you can Go to the website for more information, grandparkler.org slash event slash grandparks 4th of July block party. Yes, it's a free event. Uh, let's see. All right, we got Long Beach. We got Long Beach. I think I did this. I don't know if I did this one, but anyway, the Queen Mary isn't quite ready for a partake in the fireworks show again. Well, actually, I did this one already. I think I did this one already. Yeah, I did this one already. Yes, I did this one already. Um, let's go to um another place. So the Palisades. I think I did this one already. Okay, Dodger Stadium. Dodger Stadium. Here we go. Dodger Stadium, otherwise known as Chavez Ravine, has also has also has been home to the Dodgers since 1962, making it it making it the third oldest ballpark in Major League Baseball. Even so, it's one of the nicest ballparks in the country. While there, while there, make sure make sure you make sure to try a local favorite, the Doya Dog. Loaded with chili, nacho cheese, tomatoes, onions, and jalapenos, and and it's located and Dodger Stadium. Yes, Dodger Stadium is located on one zero 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 Vince Scully Avenue, Los Angeles, California nine zero zero one two. Um, of course, you can um you can um actually um. Contact at 323-224-1507. You can also check out their website, losangeles.dodgers.mlb.com. Tickets are $4, between $4 to $130. Parking is $15. Um, okay. All right, um... So we have another. I did Burbank already. Um. So we got one more here. We got one more here, and then I'll get to um the rest of New York. If you are not familiar with the Dignity Health Sports Park, 
on formerly known, formerly the Stub Hub Center. It's time to amp up your Galaxy fan hood. Brimming the brimming with blue and gold face paint, um, Vuvuzelas and diehard soccer fans, this 27,000-seat arena often plays host to LA Galaxy home games, international friendly friendlies, championship events, and more soccer-infused happenings, plus the LA Chargers until their new football stadium opens in 2020, or well, already happened already. But beyond knee, beyond knee pads and goalposts, this Carson venue holds an epic outdoor stadium for major concerts and shows like um, KIIS, FM's Wango Tango, needless to say, um, Angelinos venturing to Carson are in for a downright great time. Um, so it's located at um, 18400 um, Avalon Boulevard, Carson, California. Um, you can go to the website, which is www.dignityhealthsportspark.com. Um, I'm not sure if it's, I'm not sure if it's free, but you can go to their website to find out, um, if, to find out though. So there you go right there. Um, so that's, uh, whoa, 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 wait a minute here. So things to do in California for the fortune world. Oh gosh. Yeah. Um, I'm just running out some stuff, man. Yeah, I'm gonna just run out some stuff, man. For real, for real. Let me just run out some shit. Southern California, all this stuff. Okay, so yeah, I already mentioned the America Fest. There's Blooming Fields on July 4th extravaganza. Um, wait, I did. That's the gun on 4th of July. Okay, look, um, Grand Park's 4th of July bar party. I mentioned that. Um, I did mention all this stuff right there. If you listen, folks, for those of you that's living in, um, wait, hold on. For those of you that's living in California, right? If you miss any of the um, places or whatever, in terms of where you can watch the fireworks as far as the parade and all that other stuff, right? Um, I think, hold on a minute. I think you can actually, um, hang on a second. All right. Um, if you miss any particular announcements as far as where you can watch the fireworks, as far as parades, as far as like, um, as far as the, uh, um, I didn't get to the parade part. Riverside County is also having a parade, which is uh, Reagan, Ronald Reagan's, Reagan Sports Park, um, 3085 um, Rancho Vista Road, um, Tamika, Tamikola, starting at 2 p.m. with the kids, fun zone. Food vendors and music ending with a fireworks show at 9 p.m. You can look. You can look up these. Lo, you can look up 22 things to 
22 things to do for um for the 4th of July 2022 Southern California. You can go to the website um www.ocregister.com slash 2022 slash 06 24 22 22 things to do on the 4th of July. That's www.ocregister.com where you can find out the 22 things to do in Southern California for the 4th of July weekend. So there you go right there. Um, all right. Um, I'm going to go to the, uh, this other stuff that, um, that I didn't get a chance to, that I didn't get a chance to, um, okay. Um, I, I think I left off on some, um, New York stuff. Um, I left off on some New York stuff though. Um, yeah, uh, where did I leave off though? Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, wait, 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 wait. Where did I leave off though? I'm sorry. Yes, uh, with the uh, oh, yeah, 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 hold on. Um, yeah, let me start with number, let me start with, um, let me start with number seven. I think, uh, it's either seven or eight. I'm gonna just start right there. So, um, seven is for from for Nino Brooklyn Bridge Park. Calling all peace of lovers for from Nino in Brooklyn Bridge Park is the perfect place to watch the Fourth of July fireworks if you want wood fire pizza at your fingertips with a stunning rooftop and terrace. The restaurant overlooks the East River with a menu structured as a historical investigation into pizza. There are also other menu favorites, including meatballs, Italian hero sandwiches, and fun cocktails. Be sure to make sure to make a reservation in advance for um, your party to get in on all the action. And it's located at Pier 6 Brooklyn Bridge Park, Brooklyn. And you can check out the website, which is from Nino dot com and the phone number is 718-422-1107 number eight on a boat cruise looking for a unique experience for the fourth of july this year a fireworks cruise is one you'll never forget for incredible views of the statue of liberty and manhattan skyline grab a life jacket and hop on a boat from uh circle line cruises that will take you along with East River and and right near the fireworks show. Check out the different holiday packages that are available on their website, circleline.com. And and you can contact them at 212-599-5585. Number nine, Marsha P. Johnson State Park. Marsha P. Johnson State Park is a seven-acre waterfront park located along the East River in Brooklyn, where you will find unobstructed views of the fireworks this 4th of July. Formerly known as East River State Park, this space offers barbecues, a play, a play area, and green space for a more secluded and calmer holiday. Um, um, you can easily spend the day here while waiting for the show to start and exploring the, the park's native, native plants. And that might just be your best bet for scoring um, a spot for your, 
lawn chairs. Um, yes, so I suggest you actually um let me see. I don't think there's any. I don't think they have a so um you can you can go to um the the button that says explore Marshall P. Johnson State Park. Um I believe you can you can check that out for yourself so um so you can actually get a better get the best view of watching the fireworks and stuff so there you go right there and number 10 is the greens at pier 17 grab your friends and head to the green greens at pier 17 it's fun and unique rooftop office east river and is located on the south street seaport Guests can reserve a mini lawn that fits up to eight people that is perfect for social dis social distancing or a spot at the restaurant's patio and bar area. The menu includes classic American fare and a drink menu with endless cocktail and beer options. Located at Ana South Street and the website is thegreens.pier17ny.com. Phone number is 917-512-7540. Um, number 11, Hunters Point South Park. Long Island City is one of the best spots to watch the fireworks this year with the views of the East River, including the Empire State Building and Chrysler Building. There's plenty of comfortable areas together with family and friends, as well as a turf, a turf field children's playground, basketball courts, and a dog run. Take the ferry, subway, or drive to enjoy the 4th of July at this new and recently renovated park. And it's located at Center Boulevard, Long Island City, Queens, New York. And you can go to their website, which is HuntersPointParks.org. Phone number is 212-639-9675. And of course, um, I didn't even get a chance. To, I didn't even know they had an Instagram. But anyway, um, number twelve, the Water Club. Those in search of a lavish holiday celebration should make reservations at the Water Club in Manhattan for a set price. Guests can enjoy a top chef, shelf, open bar, buffet, live music and entertainment, and of course, spectacular views of the fireworks. Be sure to head over to the restaurant's website to book your table and choose between outdoor or indoor seating. And it's located at 500 East, excuse me, 500 East 30th Street. And, and you can check out the website, thewaterclub.com. And the phone number is 212-683-3333. And make a reservation in advance. Very important. And number 13, WNYC Transmitter Park, a quaint water, waterfront destination. WNYC Transmitter Park in Brooklyn is the ideal spot to watch the fireworks with a waterfront um, esplanade pier, a large open lawn, a separate children's play area, and plenty of seating. Pack your beach blankets, coolers, and sunscreen, and plan to spend the day taking in all that the park has to offer since the Greenpoint. Um, Brooklyn Haven is an official viewing location for the show. In other words, show up early. Greenpoint Avenue, Brooklyn, 
it's the location and and the website is nyc geo nyc gov parks.org slash parks slash transmitted park and the phone number is 212-639-9675 explore nyc transmitted park and of course let's and of course finally um number 14 the hoxton williamsburg looking for a hip spot for a staycation yeah <laughs> staycation uh with views of manhattan from the rooftop and hotel rooms and Williamsburg right at your doorstep. The Hoxton Williamsburg is the perfect place for a 4th of July staycation. Head to the hotel's rooftop restaurant, Laser Wolf, where you you can dine on fine Israeli cuisine while watching the fireworks show. Location is 97 Whit Avenue, Brooklyn, New York. And, of course, the phone number is 718-215-7100. Thehoxton.com um, slash Williamsburg is the website to check out so you can book your stuff. Um, I suggest you actually um I suggest you try to get to these locations that I just mentioned um yesterday in episode 160 and today. Make sure you um check out the website for more information and as far as like you know the pricing and all the other stuff, try to get there early. Um, so you can get a better spot, so you can watch the flowers, so you can enjoy. So there you go, right there. Um, there you have it, right there, man. And that's gonna do it. From that's gonna do it, man. Um, listen, I'm about to skid out of. I'm about to skid out of here. Um, so, so I'm about to go to um, stream choices on the go real quick. You like you like what you heard in today's episode or any of the previous episodes whatsoever, man. And please show some love by following Off the Meat Rack Chains New York podcast on Facebook and Instagram, alongside with Excellent Farm Vibrant Podcast, and also and also Meticulous Vibrant Podcast. And of course, follow me on 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 the gram as well, which is G Money Stacks Five Fifty Five in Queens, New York. Whatsoever, turn on your notifications for updates when the episodes are going to drop and all the other good stuff's right there. So there you go, right there. And if you like to make a charitable donation to my cash app for more support, it will be appreciated. Whatever amount, um, whatever amount you are comfortable with will be appreciated. So don't you worry about a thing. So so anyway, um, now, for audio streaming platforms where you can listen to the where you can listen to the episodes of the podcast right here, so you can listen to um off the meat rack change New York podcast on the streaming platforms right here, and you can leave a voice message on questions, um, ideas or whatever in the in the voice message right there and on anchor.fm slash gmoneystacks. So there you go, right there. So anchor audacity audible or Audio Burst, Amazon Music Breaker, Castbox FM, Deezer, Listen Notes, Moon FM, Podcast Player FM, Pocket Cast, Pod Bay, Pod Friend, Pod Polo, Podorama, Podcast Index, Podcast Addict, Pod Chaser, Podverse, Reason FM, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, and also you can listen to the New York Podcast episodes 
on iHeartRadio alongside with Meticulous Vajus Podcast Review Show, excellent fun vibing podcast sports edition show that's also on iHeartRadio. And of course, lastly, lastly, YouTube. Make sure you grab that subscribe button. Tap that noni 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 bell so you can be reminded when the show goes in the air via live streaming and the time is going to start live streaming. Leave a like and a comment alongside with with um, more video content, upcoming episodes, previous episodes, and of course, share the videos, share the episodes, download these episodes, make sure you stream, make sure you listen and catch up on all the episodes that's on every streaming platform whatsoever, including YouTube. Make sure you um, make sure you um, spread the word, tell a friend to another friend, and um, also share, um, rate, give a, give a uh, five star uh, rating, and um, and um, of course share the podcast with your friends, um, wives, husbands, boyfriends, girlfriends, friends, and the people you're cool with, whatsoever. And remember, the grind doesn't stop. Hard work pays off. And do what makes you happy mentally, physically, and spiritually. And of course, um, and of course, um, you only have you only have a chance for you to actually uh, follow your goals and dreams and what you want to do whatsoever. So um, you know, don't let anybody stop you from accomplishing your goals and dreams whatsoever. So I'm about to be out of here right now, man. I'm G Money Stacks. Thank you very much for listening and tuning in to Rock With Me. I'm off this shit. Peace and one love. And have a good night. Listen, folks, if you like what you heard, I need your help on a couple things. If you like to support Off the Meat Rack Chains New York podcast, you can show some love by following the show on Facebook and Instagram with the same name at Off the Meat Rack Chains NY Podcast, O-F-F-T-H-E-M-E-A-T-R-A-C-K-C-H-A-I-N-Z. N-Y-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Alongside with my primary Instagram handle, GMoneyStacks555 in Queens, New York. And go to the YouTube channel, GMoneyStacks555. Be sure to click the subscribe button. Grab the notification bell so you can be reminded on when the show goes in the air live via live stream. More video content, upcoming episodes, 
previous episodes that will automatically be posted after the recordings. Like, comment on the episodes with the topics, share the videos, download your favorite episodes, rate, spread the word to a friend, to other individuals. Please be sure to share the podcast with audio streaming choices to your friends. The audio streaming services includes Anchor, Audio Burst, Breaker, Deezer, Listen Notes, Player FM, Pocket Cast, Podbay, Podfriend, Podcast Addict, Podorama, Podchaser, Reason FM, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. I'm G Money Stacks, and thank you, listeners and watchers, for tuning into the podcast. One love.